welcome to a Law Firm Marketing Club podcast. The Law Firm Marketing Club helps professional services firms to do better marketing. Podcasts follow this theme with a mix of long and short podcasts from experts, each either educating and informing, explaining, inspiring, or simply telling us about how they do things, all with the practical goal of helping you to do better marketing. My name is Claire Fanner, and I am your host today. I'm a fellow of the Chartered Institute of Marketing and have established myself as one of the leading legal sector marketing consultants in the UK. I was previously the marketing director for two mid-sized regional law firms. I'm delighted to bring you our latest podcast. Be inspired, learn and get the know-how. Today, we're going to be talking about marketing and business development in professional services, but we're also going to be talking about the benefits of being part of a membership organisation. And the reason for that is I have two fabulous guests uh, in the form of Dawn Bashauna and Alison Mitchell, who are both um, pretty senior and pretty good marketing and BD uh, people from professional services. They're going to tell you a little bit more about that in a minute, but they also play a significant role as part of the UK 200 group. Dawn, if I may, um, I'm going to ask you to introduce yourself at a simple level, your client services manager from WR Partners. But what does that mean? And tell us a little bit about your firm. So um, WR Partners, um, we are based in um, Cheshire, Wales um, and Shropshire. We've got six offices, um, 250 staff, 12 partners and about round about seven and a half thousand clients. As client services manager at WR Partners, um, I work alongside the marketing and business development team. So we call it, we've got three streams. So one stream is the marketing, one is business development, and one is client service. And we I sort of work across those three streams. So I work collaboratively with the marketing and business development team to deliver projects My primary focus is on client service. So I do all things client experience. And I try with everything that we do is to put ourselves in the client's shoes. How would this feel for a client? What does it look like to the client? Can we simplify things? Can we make things really easy for the clients to engage with us? How does that work? We're going to delve into some of that a little bit more later. But before I do that, let me uh, introduce Alison. Alison Mitchell, uh, Marketing Manager from Forrester Boyd. Alison, tell us a little bit more about you, your role and your firm, please. We are a firm of chartered accountants based in the Lincolnshire and East Riding of Yorkshire region. Um, Our firm has 160 staff and 16 partners, and we operate from six offices throughout the region. Um, My background and how I got into marketing... I spent 14 years as a marketing manager in logistics, so um, on the ports logistics side of things. And then um, about eight years ago, an opportunity came for a head of marketing role for a large regional law firm. Um, And then four years ago, I joined Forrester Boyd um, and never looked back. They're a great firm. I head up the marketing team. And we pretty much deal with everything from events to client experiences to the business development. So whereas Dawn kind of has teams, we're pretty much all encompassing. We do everything in one team um, and just report directly to the um, partners. So working very much hand in hand with them to deliver a service that they need. So tell us a little bit more about 
what's going on in the world right now, because we're recording this in September 2022. There's a huge amount going on in the world. So what are the opportunities that you're seeing in professional services, marketing and business development right now? Dawn, do you want to kick us off? We will have a full fiscal statement we're imagining, hopefully at the usual time that we normally do for the budget, which is um, sort of towards the end of November. And then we will be delivering an in-person event for our clients. Um, And that's not so much regurgitating the budget. That's actually looking at the budget announcements and then, um, you know, modelling that on how that is going to impact businesses. And we will have our um, our team of advisory experts who will be delivering that event. But we'll also um, have a um, economic speaker as well who's going to look at the economic outlook. So we try and support clients in that way by value add of delivering um, events, but also working alongside them, um, you know, sort of every step of the way through their business journey. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense, especially with so much change. Alison, from your perspective, the you know the opportunities and the things that you're looking to do at the moment. It's being there for the clients, offering them that advice in a timely manner. They know the information that's out there. We don't need to regurgitate what's in the press, but it's what is that impact on their business. Um, so for us, it's a lot of the tax changes that are going to come into effect. How is that going to impact a business? And what do the clients need to know? What's the effect? What's the impact on their bottom line? And how does that impact them throughout the year as well? And the super deduction, for example, that 130%. Um, some people think that it's just something for them to grab hold of. They don't realise that if they're using that at a certain point in time in their tax year, it can be more impactful than using it at another. So it's mm-hmm. kind of timing um, acquisitions and timing purchases and um, what are they looking at selling? What's the cost of the sales? What, does, what impact does that have on their cash flow? All of these things, um, I think it's it's more important now than ever that people have that professional advice. Um, and it's getting that across to people. And, and everybody today is a Google warrior. They all think that they can search for something on Google and they know the answer straight away. But I think it's the impacts of those decisions that they make that they don't necessarily understand. And it's it's getting that across in a way that is insightful, engaging, Um and not just for clients, but also for prospects and people out there who we would like to work with in the future as well. What I'm hearing from both of you is um, the need to be visible, the need to be um, that trusted advisor we've always said we are um, as professional services providers. Dawn, you've alluded to it a little bit in terms of your planning a, later in the year in November and an event with a speaker and all sorts as part of that programme. But what are the other things that your firms are doing to keep in touch with clients, to raise awareness of the impact of what's going on, things they might want to consider? Um, What are the marketing and BD things, if you like, that you're doing? I don't know if you want to kick us off, Alison. We've been doing a series of business health checks. So this is kind of looking at your business from the inside, um, considering cash flow, um, how to deal with dispute management, whether that's with um, suppliers or contractors, various different things that businesses can look at to just make sure that they're in a really resilient place. We have gone through so much change. Businesses have had to deal with so much after the, over the last two years. And I don't see signs of that changing in the following 18 months. We've got economic pressures. We've got uh, kind of geopolitical pressures. 
um, all of these things are going to have impacts on businesses. So um, I think it's going back to kind of the business planning. A lot of people don't necessarily have a drafted business plan, a lot of smaller SMEs. Um, so it's taking a kind of a step back from day to day. And we're, it's really for us, it's, it's delivering those seminars to help them take that step back and just reevaluate where are you? Are you positioned to move forward? And is there anything we can do to help you to structure that? Um, and then our other event, which we have, um, which is taking place next month, is focused around a lot of micro businesses and SMEs. Um, so helping them with tax planning. So we'll be delving into some of the tax um, messaging that's coming out and really just deciphering that for clients, putting it into layman's terms. Fabulous. And Dawn, anything to add to that from your perspective? We're doing similar things. So, for example, we have a business MOT. Um, you know, it's available on our website. Uh, we can run a diagnostics when we're uh, talking to clients and we can get the outputs for them and it can give them an action plan on things that they can work on going forwards. Um, but also, I think we're looking at resilience and that's a, a hot topic for us at the moment. Uh, and certainly for clients is how can we um, help clients when we've got to, you know, build personal resilience, build our uh, team and our staff resilience, um, our clients have as well, you know, um, how can we look at becoming um, resilient in our business and also in our business model. So there's a couple of um, ideas that we've got on this. And one of them is going to be to hold an event. Um, we are aligned with um, a motivational speaker called Darren Edwards, um, who is shortly going to undertake um, a, a massive challenge when he's going to be doing seven marathons in seven continents. Now, he's paralysed from uh, the waist down. Um, he had a climbing accident and he came to talk to us at our um, staff conference earlier in the year. Um, and we're working with Darren now and he has got a resilient mindset, you know, and he's going to come and talk to um, our clients on you know, things that he's done that's enabled him to build that resilience up. Um, and then we are looking at having um, clients talk at the event as well who have, um, you know, worked through the pandemic and created a bigger business, a better business, and they how what resilience steps they've put in that have enabled them to do that. Uh, we also have our advisory offering um, and, you know, we've got our outsourced FD offering and we have our HR advisor, outsourced HR advisor. Our HR advisor was busy recently. Um, she did a, a blog that went on our website and it was picked up um, nationally um, because she was talking about the extra bank holiday that we've had recently for the Queen's funeral and what the impact to businesses is of that you know and I know that she had a number of inquiries that came directly from that um, because people were googling that so it's you know it's positioning our you know wider business advisory offering so that clients are aware of it and also you know it's available to uh, non-clients as well and prospective clients they can buy these services in if they need to if they need that expert advice can i take this off at a different tangent now because i know your firms are both members of the uk 200 group um, and the uk 200 group is the uk's leading professional services group of independent quality assured chartered accountants and law firms um, i believe they have a membership of something in the region of 65 members from across the uk so that's member firms um, 
And, and I know because I work with you as part of the marketing task force. So I do some work with the UK 200 group as well. I know that there is a massive, strong ethos of collaboration. Tell me a little bit more about um, why you're members of the UK 200 group and the benefits you get from collaborating with, in essence, your competitors. Um, uh, but I know you view it slightly differently. But um Dawn, do you want to kick us off with your thoughts on UK 200 Group and why you're involved and what you get out of it? There's benefits at different levels. So there's benefits for us as an organisation. So as WR Partners, uh, we have the access to expertise across the UK. We can collaborate with other member firms. We can learn from them. We can attend um, events where information is freely shared amongst members that I don't, you know, there is never any holding back. And if somebody has a question regarding something technical, they can ask it and everybody will will help and offer advice and support. So I think it's part of being something bigger than us that we um, enjoy. Um, And also it gives us opportunities to collaborate. So it may be that uh, we have a client who is based in a different part of the country um, who requires um, an audit. We could collaborate with another member firm who is closer to them to to provide that work. And it's in a non-competitive way. So they will be our clients, but we can collaborate with other uh, member firms. There's also benefits for our technical staff because there is so much technical knowledge and information that is within the group that is able to, um, you know, our technical uh, people are able to access. So there are courses that they can attend. They can um, attend lots of the industry groups, um, the panels, um, they can listen to webinars. They can, you know, there's, there's lots of information out there for them. And then I think, On a personal level, for me, in my role, so as a marketer um, and now in in a client service role, is there's a support network there um, of other people in firms, in professional services, that we can talk to each other about initiatives, we can ask advice. And so on a personal level, there is support there for me in my role. Can I ask you the same question, Alison, but also play devil's advocate a little bit? Part of me is kind of like, yeah, that's all very well, but some of these people are your competitors, aren't they? So, you know, are you are you selling the um, the family jewels? I think the benefits um, far outweigh anything apart from, uh, as, as like to what you might be giving away. Um, there's such collective knowledge within these group of firms. No one person is an expert in any one thing. And you've got their access to 75, 80 other firms who can give you that advice and they can give you that support that you need. So it's like a knowledge exchange. It's like a huge encyclopedia of information that's there at your fingertips for anybody to be able to access. And I think that's what's great for our our partners and our client-facing staff. If they have a problem and they can't solve it internally, they know that they can put the question out to the UK 200 and there will be somebody there who will help and support. So there isn't any um, kind of fear of um, competition. I think because we're also geographically spread throughout the UK and we don't have firms sitting on kind of on top of each other who are members, 
um, it's very easy to be able to collaborate and share and work alongside um, other firms that are there. Something important to mention is the quality standards. So, you know, UK 200 um, audit all of the member firms. We all have to adhere to a certain level of quality so that we know the other member firms have met that quality standard that's been set by UK 200 so that we trust them. That reassurance from a client's perspective that that my local firm is part of something much bigger and wider that keeps them bang up to speed and up to date with developments, bang up to speed with latest you know, te- technical stuff, um, that they are regularly talking to a wider group of people to make sure that they're exploring all the different avenues. Sounds, sounds pretty, pretty powerful. Now, um, I haven't introduced you as such, but I should have done. Um, Dawn, you are the chair of the marketing task force um, in, of the UK 200 group. And Alison, uh, I believe you're the vice chair. Have I got that terminology right? Yeah, yes. good. Um, lofty titles, lofty um, roles. Um, what are you doing? What are you? What does that mean? What support are you providing from a marketing perspective to other members? I think when I think about my role as chair, I think it's just about um, engaging and supporting um, the, the task force so that we come together. Um, we work with UK 200 with them. Um, you know, we have representatives from the centre who help us. Um, and obviously we have your expertise in the in the task force, Claire. Um, and we we give our um, insight into what's required at a local level within a member firm from a marketing point of view, you know, what clients are, taught, uh, are wanting, um, you know, what support is needed for the marketing function within a member firm. And then we look to deliver some of that. So we provide messaging packs, we do dropping calls, we do round table discussions, um, we provide visuals, we provide uh, social media content so that it's easy for member firms to access the marketing support that us as a task force are creating and delivering. Yeah, I think the other thing is great being part of the task force because you have such a variety of people who are members who bring different things to the table. So I think collectively to have that resource who are there to challenge each other on, on, on different topics and things to make sure that we try and help and deliver things to the membership, which will benefit them. Um, and I think it's also the fact that we're there um, as a collective within the group. We have all of the marketing leads from all of these different firms and they can ask a question if they want to know a new product that's available. Have you done that? Have you done a PPC campaign? Did it work? People are quite open to engaging with you and sharing their experiences. For listeners, my my role as a UK 200 group have engaged me since um, uh, March 2020 um, to support them uh, with with some marketing consultancy and input. What has really impressed me is, is how collaborative everyone is how giving everyone is, how practical the support is. So it's all very well to hear, yeah, okay, we're there, we can support each other, but to actually send out content that people can literally plug and play, you know, lift an article, put it straight on their website, post something on social media within five minutes of receiving it. 
Anything you wanted to add about UK 200 Group, having heard each other say things there or collaboration or indeed any other things you've thought about from a what's the focus for marketing and BD right now? So top tips or snippets you want to share with our audience before I'm going to ask you a couple of slightly more personal questions, if I may. Um, so, yeah, I think really it's about um you know, I know that we did a marketing pack on this recently. It's about asking clients what they want. You know, how can we help? What do they want? Um, and think that would be my uh, top tips is actually listen to clients. You know, we're doing quite a robust uh, feedback systems now at WR um, where we're listening to what clients want. What are the themes? What are they telling us? Um, what can we change? What can we adapt? What can we carry on doing really well? Alison, what, what's your kind of um, top tip or, or pointer that you want to highlight to us? I think, again, it's got to be listening. Um, professional services is all about offering advice. So we're offering advice all of the time. But I think sometimes you need to take a step back and really listen. And sometimes it's those things that are unsaid. Um, one of our things is we're with clients for life. So we're there on a journey with them. That journey evolves and it can take different paths. And we need to be agile and we need to be able to pivot the business to meet clients' needs. And I think what we have seen over the last two years is businesses having to pivot to meet the needs of their clients. And we need to do the same. We're quite traditional as professional service firms. Um, and I think something that Dawn had said earlier with regards to outsourcing, um, at the moment we have huge challenges with regards to resource. Um, people can't acquire those skills that they need because everything has changed since we hit lockdown. Um, and I think being able to offer those resources through the outsourced functions like the virtual directors and bits and pieces or payroll support just to help while you're trying to recruit staff, it's picking up those business support bits that, um, that we've been able to do that has really helped us to support clients and keep them, keep them alive, keep them going and support them through, which has been a really traumatic and, and difficult period. There's definitely a theme here, and um, that leads quite nicely to a, to a to a slightly more personal question, but it's still in the professional um, zone. Which is, I mean, you both clearly very experienced marketers and business developers. What do you think is the most important attribute someone in your role needs to be successful? Um, and I'll kick that one in your direction first, Dawn, if I may. I think it's being able to communicate at different levels, you know, to to listen, to communicate, to be able to um, understand what um, you're being told or the feeling of clients um, and at a basic level, being able to communicate with others, I think, yeah. is, a, is one of the key attributes. Yeah. Key skill. Key yeah. skill. Um, but yeah, some really good pointers there. And Alison, same question for you, if I may. It's a word that we've already used today, resilience. Oh. I think one of the things for me, for uh, a marketer, is being re uh, resilient. You need to have broad shoulders. You need to not be frightened to fail. Some things work, some things don't. But if you don't try it, you don't know. And I think marketing is all about, um, there are those tried and tested things, but I think you need to be adventurous, you need to be creative, um, and you need to push boundaries. That combined with your top tips about listening and asking clients what they want and being an effective communicator and that resilience piece um, and being brave there, Alison, I love that message. You know, actually, it's not everything will work, but let's not be afraid to try things and and learn when we fail so that we can grow and, and develop. 
Dawn, if I may, just a roundup question. Um, You've you, you kindly shared a number of different things with us today, but what kind of motivates you? What gets you up in the morning? I think people really motivate me. Um, you know, I enjoy talking to clients, working with colleagues. You know, I think lockdown was a tough time for a lot, certainly a lot of people, but marketeers in particular, we like to talk, we like to uh, communicate, we like to interact with people. Um, and I think once we could start to get back to doing things in person, um, that was a, a big um, plus for me, you know, to go round to all the offices and to see colleagues again and to find out, you know, about our service delivery and how they were experiencing it as well as clients. And so, yeah, I think ultimately it's people. I'm going to ask you a slightly different question, Alison. Um, It's been said that we all have a book in us. So what would your book be about and why? It would be something about positivity and creativity. Um, Probably something along the lines of you're only one idea away from being a millionaire. I always have what I call a creative Friday. So Friday is my day when my creative juices run wild and ideas just flow. Um, And I always say that one day one of those ideas might make me a million. I love that. And I'm pretty sure Dawn will say the same thing. You can sign me up for that book. And actually, I think that's quite a powerful message as well. And and that we all need to make time to, to, to let our mind wander, to be creative, to look at things differently. And that having a positive mindset helps I I find it intriguing that that's your Friday thing is that just because that gives you the breathing space or or it just naturally comes together on a Friday that you're going right it's the weekend so I'm feeling positive I didn't even realize that I did it um it's got to be about 25 years ago I used to work um I worked for um it was a tv studio It, it was a multimedia place and every Friday I used to go to this guy Chris and I'd come up with something or I'd say something to him um, and I didn't realize it was every Friday after working with him for about 18 months he said to me you do realize that every Friday you come to me with these really out there ideas I'm like well one will stick one will stick somebody will pick it up somewhere along the line Love <laughs> um, it. so Love yeah it. I kind of realized at that point that it, it just seems to be something on a Friday whether it's because you've kind of you plan on a Monday for the week and then by the time you get there you've um, you've set yourself some tasks, you've achieved those, and maybe your mind's starting to feel a little bit more relaxed, ready for the weekend. Ladies, um, thank you so much for your time today um, uh, and for sharing your insights into your world, your work, your firms, what you do, uh, and also sharing a perspective on the UK 200 group. And there's lots of great takeaways within that. Clearly a pretty consistent pattern here about um, the importance of keeping close to clients, listening, the resilience piece, the positivity and creative piece amongst many other gems that you've shared with us today. So thank you both. Thank you, Alison. Thank you, Dawn. I really appreciate your time. Thank you for listening to the latest Law Firm Marketing Club podcast dedicated to helping professional services firms do better marketing. If you found this podcast useful, please do rate, review and subscribe. And don't forget to share your learnings, comments and thoughts on LinkedIn, tagging the Law Firm Marketing Club and Claire Fanner.